What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the I Just Be Podcast, where you're free to just be. Welcome back. My bad, y'all. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I've been trying to give y'all content every week, but, you know, life happens. And a nigga been busy, so. But I'm here. I'm here. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What y'all been up to? What's been going on in life? Y'all know I got some tea to sip on today. And we getting the tea going. So the tea I'm sipping on today is Kava Kava. Kava Kava is... That's been my shit lately, y'all. I don't know if y'all know about Kava Kava. um, Kava Root. But it's lit. It's lit. I got introduced to Kava. Actually, my cousin, who's a... um, She's a nurse. She told me about Kava Kava. She gives it to her son to like kind of calm his nerves or whatever. And I was like, what is this? And she was like, it calms your nerves or whatever. Don't drink it too much because supposedly it's supposed to be like bad for your liver if you drink it like too much or whatever. But the more I research it, I don't really see that being a thing. So I don't really know. Like it hasn't been bothering me so far. So, um, but I love it. Like Kava. Kava root basically And another thing on the sideline I'm starting to notice that Kava bars are becoming a thing So when I was in Miami I noticed that there's Kava bars Like everywhere Um, I met somebody at Afropunk when I went And he was like telling me about A Kava bar that he works at And I was like Kava bar? What the fuck is that? He was like yeah it's basically a bar Where they make different types of Like drinks based off of Kava Instead of alcohol and if you never heard of um, kava, kava kava, it basically it's a it's an herb, it's a root or whatever that they kind of chop up or whatever, and it gives you the effects. It was I would say similar effects to alcohol without actually making you drunk. So if I could describe how it makes me feel, like it basically relaxes my nerves. Like when I get off from work or like I have a long day or whatever. I'll drink like or if I'm stressed out or some shit, I'll drink Kava Kava and that shit just like relaxes the fuck out of me. Like it doesn't make you drunk. It doesn't make you high. It just if I can explain it, like it just like calms my nerves and it just like kind of gives me this happy feeling a little bit. Um, So it's kind of like drinking wine or whatever like a light light drink but it doesn't make you feel drunk or buzzed or anything like it's it's different. It's a different feeling. So, um, yeah, y'all, y'all got to try that out. And, like, when I first tried it, it was weird. Like, I felt really weird. But, like, lately, for some reason, I've been drinking kava. And it's been giving me all the life I need, y'all. Like, I've been real busy lately. I've been working a lot. Um, like, working on a lot of shit, working on different projects. And, like, when I get home and I drink some kava, like, that shit puts me where the fuck I need to be at. Like, for real. So, um, oh, sideline. And here's here's another thing about Kava that I didn't know. Um, Zoya Essentials, which I'll, um, I'll drop them in the description or whatever. But I get a lot of my herbs from them. And I also follow um, the spirit doula. I mentioned her in one of my first podcasts about some of the people that were very instrumental on my journey and like learning about my spirituality and things like that and like connecting to myself on a spiritual level. 
the spirit doula is one of the people that I follow, one of the women that I follow um, on YouTube. And, you know, we, we, I've worked with her a lot and learned a lot from her taking her workshops and stuff. And uh, she also has a business where she sells herbs. And I've learned a lot about herbs through her. So I've, I got the kava because I used to drink it out of the tincture like you can get. You get like a bottle of kava kava from like Whole Foods or like um, uh, vitamin shop or whatever. And they're like little droplets. It's a tincture that you can like put in water or you can put in juice and you can drink it like that. And that's normally how I've taken it. And if you go to a kava bar, like they'll make they'll make a drink out of it. But I actually bought the root from her, like the actual herb that they make the kava kava out of. And I've been drinking it directly through the root and it's just like you know a little bit goes further i would say if you drink it straight from the root because it's like more natural that way so yeah she was i was watching one of her youtubes where she was like breaking down about some of the herbs that she sells and she was talking about kava 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 root and she was saying that she did research and basically um back in the day like how happy i was started and how happy I was started was that like men like back in the day, like in, I guess in the industrial time or whatever, when like everybody start like really working nine to five jobs and shit like that, they would go to or at least indigenous people. I don't know about like white people or whatever, but she was talking about black people and like indigenous people. She was saying that they would go to um, spots where they would sell kava, like natural kava, and that would like kind of give the men in the household because the men would go to work and the women would be at home like taking care of the kids or whatever and keeping the house up and the men would go to kava bars and it wasn't called kava bars back then it was called some other shit but they would go to places where they would just kind of like congregate and chill out and just kind of you know wind down from the day and then it would like relax them but also give them like stamina so they would like go home and, you know, like make love to their wives and, you know, everything would be good. And she talked about how the Kava bars turned into happy hour where they sell alcohol. So now when men, you know, with the same kind of vibe, like men that work hard, they go to alcohol, they go to bars and drink alcohol. And, you know, it kind of works differently. Like, you know, if you're going through stuff and you drink alcohol, it's going to bring up bullshit. You know, it's going to make you drunk. And, you know, a lot of abusive relationship have started that way because it's like instead of you drinking something more natural that relaxes your nerve and give you get nerves and gives you stamina, you're drinking alcohol and you don't know what the fuck gonna come out when you drink alcohol. Let's all be clear. Now, you don't know if you're gonna have a good time or you don't know if like your anger gonna come out and you're gonna want to fight people. So she basically was saying like it kind of got per I don't like perverted, I guess. I don't know. It kind of got like twisted. The whole Kava bar and the whole like happy hour used to be a thing where men got together and relaxed and kind of calmed down before they went home to the woman and then was able to like really be, uh, you know, helpful to the woman in the household and like give her what she needs, you know, sexually and things like that. So I just thought that was an interesting story, like how happy hour actually started it started with kava drinking kava and i can kind of see that because i'm starting to get this thing where like now when i get out from like work or if i have a long day like i want to drink kava because it like relaxes me um you know i don't want to 
fuck my wife because, you know, I don't have a wife and I don't do that. But I could see, you know, when I drink it, I'll be feeling good and I'll be feeling chill and shit. And I could see, you know, if I had my boo here or whatever, you know, we'll probably get it in because I'm just like, I'm feeling good. You know, what's up, nigga? Like, come on up here. Let's get it in. So um, anyway, <laughs> I thought that was an interesting story. So um, getting into the actual subject <laughs> of this podcast, I know I like sideline like a motherfucker, but you know I got to tell y'all about my teas because I love them. Um, the actual subject is my trip to Egypt and how Egypt and like tapping into my intuition. So my trip to Egypt was a very interesting trip. It was very interesting. It was it was just interesting. It was a lot of magical shit that was going on when I went to Egypt. I um Egypt was like one of the first trips that I took like when I started my spiritual journey. So of course like when I started spirituality, I I like went instantly into um Kemet, like ancient Kemet and studying Egypt because like when I started working with my spiritual godmother or whatever at the time, she was asking me like, you know, what area are you interested in? Like, you know, do you want to go the Ifa route in African? Do you want to go the Indian, Native American route, you know, studying totems and things like that? Or, you know, like what interests you? Like what area do you want to go in? And I instantly went like, I want to know more about ancient Egypt because I always was like interested in ancient Egypt, even from like a child. And I always was like curious. And you know the crazy shit. This let me tell you how strong brainwash works. I didn't know until I got into high school that Egypt was in fucking Africa. I thought that she was like its own continent or whatever. Like I had no idea that she was in Africa. And the way I was taught in school, like they never showed us or said that it was in Africa because I guess it was basically letting us know that they were black. So they never like mentioned that in school and I had no idea that they were actually black people. Like I thought that they were like, I don't know, Egyptians. I thought Egyptians was its own thing. Um, damn, these fucking dogs, like I didn't invite you into my podcast, sis. Shut the fuck up. This might pick up everything. I could hear that shit clear in the background. It might not be like that in the replay though. Anyway, get back to what I was saying. <laughs> Egypt. I got really interested in um, studying Egypt from a spirituality standpoint, but just just because I thought that it was so magical and so dope. So the first thing I did, I was like, I'm booking a trip to Egypt. Like once I started like really getting into spirituality and really wanting to learn more about it, I'm like, I'm going straight to the source. Like, let's see what this shit is really about. And my trip was very interesting. Um, I want to talk about how the trip went. And then I'll actually get into, like, you know, the energy I picked up there and, like, what I learned while I was there doing the trip. Um, But I really, like, learned how strong my intuition was during my Egypt trip. So when I went on my Egyptian trips, uh, my trip to Egypt, I invited one of my friends at the time. We were uh, we were really cool. I met her, and you know, we both were like really we were travelers or whatever. And I think I mentioned to y'all in the first podcast that 
I met someone that introduced me into uh, meditation and she was she was the girl like she was the girl that introduced me into meditation. So I thought it would be cool. Like I told her that I was going to Egypt because I, I didn't even like think of anything. I was just like, I'm going. I don't care if I'm by myself or somebody comes. And I told her and she was like, I want to go. I want to go. And I was like, well, you're welcome to come. So, um, you know, we booked the trip and we went together and there was just a series of things that happened that I definitely want to get into, like that just kind of like really let me know, like, yeah, you you got to trust your intuition. And there are spirits around you that are guiding you and leading you. And like, you really need to listen to that. So, first of all, we had a layover in Istanbul and before we got to Egypt. And when I got to when we got to Istanbul, the airport was basically empty. Um, it wasn't that many people going from Istanbul to Egypt. So when we got in the, the gate area or whatever, we were sitting down. We kind of like sat over there on our own. It was some people that were close to the gate, you know, ready to get on the plane. And we had like an hour or so left. It was like a three hour layover, I think. So we got something to eat. We went to the gate and we kind of like sat by ourselves, like kind of ducked out in the back. And this guy came and sat to the left of me because she was sitting on the right and I was sitting on the left like nobody else was in the area and you know at first I was just like why the fuck he's sitting right here like all these fucking seats and he could have sat over there by the fucking gate or whatever but he wanna fucking come sit about, beside me that's the first thing I thought in my head like why motherfuckers wanna sit beside me so you know we doing our thing we talking we chatting you know we on our phones because we had connected to the internet or whatever and he leans over and he was like, um, excuse me. And I instantly went like, because oh. y'all people be trying to talk to me all the time. And sometimes I don't want to fucking talk. And he was like, excuse me, uh, do you, are you on the Wi-Fi? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, can you help me get on the Wi-Fi? And I helped him. I was like, yeah, you know, this is what you do to connect. And I kind of helped him connect, on the, connect to the Wi-Fi. And... Um, we just kind of started like chatting a little bit and I was like, are you going to Egypt? He was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, where are you from? He was like, I actually live in Egypt. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, we just kind of started chit chatting or whatever. So um, our plane finally got there and it was time to board. And, you know, we chatted for a little while. We didn't chat too long. And um, he was like, you know, when you, where are you guys going? Where are you guys from? And I said, I'm from, you know, we're from the States. We're coming to visit. And he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He was saying, well, if you guys want to, um, you know, if you want to ride. No, let me back up. Let me back up because this happened before. This was like back in 2016, y'all. I'm trying to remember everything. But that was basically it. We chit-chatted. We had a cute little conversation. And then we got on the plane. Well, when we got on the plane, I saw that he sat in first class. And I'm just like, oh, all right. Like, what's going on here? Because first class international ain't cheap. So we went and sat on our seats, not in first class, and we got to Egypt. And when we got to Egypt, we were leaving out. And as we were leaving out, the guy was like helping somebody. And while he was helping, like giving them directions on where to go and what gate to go to or whatever, he was like, hey, how y'all doing? And he was like, you guys are, um, do, you, do you guys have a hotel here? And I was like, yeah, we got a hotel. We, had a, we got a hotel across from the pyramids or whatever. And he was like, you guys can ride with me if you want. And he was like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just like take you guys with me. And 
at first I was like, mm. and my friend was like, no, we're not doing that. We're in a different country. She was scared as fuck. She was like, we're in a different country. We don't do that. I don't know him like that. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, he's cool. Like, he has good vibes. Like, my intuition was telling me. And number two, that was number one. I felt good vibes about it. And I'm really good about going with my vibes on things. And then number two, he had on the shirt with uh, peacocks on it. And at the time, I was really connecting to peacocks. I was really connecting with the energy of Oshun. And I was like seeing peacocks everywhere and things with peacocks on it. So he had on a shirt that had on peacocks, had peacocks on it. And I paid attention to that. So I was like, okay, this is a sign. And I was trying to tell her that she wasn't with the shits. So I was like, let's just go with them. Let's see what happens. So, you know, when you go international, you have to go through, um, you have to go through uh, security. You have to go through customs. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of process before you get into another country. So first of all, when we got there, which we didn't know, cause I kind of do this shit. I just go places and I don't really research what to do before you get there. We had to get a visa. So there was a line to get a visa and there was a line to go through customs. Y'all, the line was long as fuck. Like, <laughs> that shit was long as fuck. He took us. He had some kind of business thing or whatever in Egypt. He was like, he took us to the beginning. The line to get a to get a um uh, a visa was long as fuck. He walked us straight to the front and was like, they need a visa. He was like, it's gonna be twenty dollars. You just you know pay them twenty dollars and you'll get your visa. We paid our twenty dollars. We got our visa. Then we had to go through customs. And he was like, there with me. He took us through the, the business line. The line to get through customs was longer than the line to get a visa. And y'all, that line was long as fuck, my nigga. Like, for real. No, no cap. That shit was long. So he took us through the business class customs line. And he was like, he just pretty much told the guards or whatever. He was like, security guards, like, there with me. And like, just walked us through. And I was like, oh, shit. So we got through customs. He walked with us. We went and got our bags from the, um, uh, you know, from the baggage area or whatever. And then he was like, "I'll take you guys," because we told him the hotel we was at. And he was like, "I'll take you guys to the hotel. Like you can ride in the in the taxi with me. You can ride in my taxi." And y'all, my friend was not fucking having it. Like she was, <laughs> she was like, "No, I'm not going. Like I'm a, I'm in another country. We're not doing this. I don't want to go. I don't trust it." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Look." Just chill. You're not by yourself. You're with me. If anything, like, I got you. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, let's just go. I feel good about this. So we got it. She she wasn't with it. She was just like, I'm not going. And I was like, well, you can stay in the airport by yourself. I'm going. You can figure your way out to the hotel. Here's the information. If you don't want to go, that's fine. So I just started walking off. And she, she eventually was like, okay, all right, I'm coming. Because, like, mm -mm, don't do that because... Don't tell me what to do So anyway We got in the taxi And like he started asking us more Like you know he just was chit chatting Like you know what brought you guys here And I was telling him that You know we're both spiritual And we wanted to know more about the Egyptian culture And he was like oh yeah my my nephew is a um, a tour guide here Like I can connect you guys And he can show you guys around The whole time she's not saying nothing Like he asking her questions And she ignoring him Like very much so, like, I'm not saying shit to you. I don't know you. Like, just rude as fuck. And I'm just chatting with him because, like I said, I got good vibes off of him. And so he took us to our hotel. 
And he was like, uh, what are you guys doing this evening? It was like, I think we got there at like maybe six o'clock. It was late or whatever, like in the evening. He was like, what are you guys doing this evening? And we were like, nothing. He was like, do you guys want to do you guys want to come to my house? Like, I'll give you guys dinner. You know, I'll fix you guys dinner. My wife is cooking now. I'll just let her know she'll cook extra dinner. And, um, you know, I would love to have you guys over to my house. And I've been out of the country before, and I know in certain places they're very hospitable. And I'm just like, sure. Again, my friend was like, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going. So I was like, let's go drop our stuff off, and we can go to his house. She was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I was like, just let's, let me go drop our stuff. I told him in the taxi driver, let me go drop my stuff off, and um, drop, let's drop our stuff off, and then we'll come. And we went upstairs, and we was, like, arguing back and forth. She was... <laughs> She was like, I don't know what your problem is. Like, what is your like what is your problem? Like, you don't know this man from nothing. And I'm just like, listen, I've got a good vibe about him. I'm going. Now we're at the hotel. You're safe. You're in a safe space. If you want to stay here, stay here. But I'm gonna go with him. I'll be fine. Like, I, I'm good. Like, I, I don't care. And then we got ourselves together, put our stuff down, and she was like, All right, I'll come. So she came and we got in the taxi. He was very, very nice. He, uh, we, we had our hotel in Cairo. He took us to, I think it's called New, New Cairo. So it's a different part of Cairo. Cairo is where the pyramids are because we, we were like right across the street from the pyramids. And if you've ever been to Cairo, like it's a little bit, it's very touristy. It, it gives a little bit dingy. Other than around where the pyramids are, it's not a real nice sight to see, to be honest. And it's very touristy, like it's very busy, like it's it's a lot of shit going on. It's a very busy area. But he lived in New Cairo. And as we got towards New Cairo, it was actually more beautiful. Like the streets were cleaner, you know, the houses were nicer, and you know, it was just really nice. So when we got over there, we went through this like big huge gate. Like it was a huge I don't know if you it's it's kind of like when you go to rich neighborhoods and they have like huge walls around them like brick walls and you have to go through a gate and then you can see the houses and shit it was kind of like that and we went through there and of course my friend she's still over there scared as fuck and i'm just like oh this shit is nice like you know where we gonna win so we got in the gate and he took us first he took us by his daughter's place daughter's place was very nice picked up the daughter and then we left there and went to his house. Now, at his house, we pulled up to a motherfucking mansion, my nigga. Like, this shit was bigger than any mansion I've seen in the United States. And I live in L.A. Like, I've seen the houses in the hills. This shit was huge. So, we pulls, we pulls up. Servants come out the fucking house. And opened the door for us and, like, got his baggage and everything. Like, it was straight, like, servants. Y'all, we walked into this house. When I tell you marble floors with gold in it, gold chandeliers, huge house. And he was like, yeah, you know, my wife is help helping the chef cook. This type of shit going on. And I'm like, yo, this nigga rich as fuck. I'm looking at my friend. She's looking at me. And I'm like, yo, this nigga fucking rich. So they were so, oh, my God, they were so nice. Like, he was so nice. His daughter was nice. 
His son was there. He was nice. Son was kind of cute. Son was very much so cute, but he was young. Um, <laughs> and the wife was nice. They were so hospitable. Like they they gave us this like three course meal. Like they gave us a dessert. I mean, a, a appetizer. They gave us dinner. They gave us a dessert. And then we went like in the backyard and like had some tea, like Egyptian tea together. Egyptian tea changed my life, y'all. Egyptian black tea. Y'all know how much I love tea And they brought that tea out And it was Egyptian black tea I was like oh my god This shit good as fuck So you know We was kind of chit chatting A little bit Throughout the dinner But when we went to the backyard You know they brought out Some drinks And I was like Nah I'm good My friend had some wine And I was like Just give me some tea And then you know Then once we got in the house My friend was just like Oh you know Y'all are so nice And she got all happy And shit And I'm like uh-huh, bitch, your ass was scared. You ain't want to fucking trust me on the shit. Now you happy because you see that rich. So, turns out the guy that we met in the airport ended up owning, like, a huge perfume factory where, I mean, oil factory where perfumes from all over the United States. So, perfumes and colognes are oil-based, and I knew this. But he like broke down a lot of shit. They're oil based, and a lot of the people across the world, like a lot of the high and expensive perfumes and colognes, they get the oils that they make the perfumes and colognes with from Egypt. And he owns one of the factories that make the oils, basically. So hella rich. He did it. I think his dad. Um, like started the company or whatever and he like made it big and made it international and connected with all the people anyway money okay money so we sat out there and we chatted for like hours and he was like you know whenever you guys ready to go just let me know i'll call you guys a taxi like pay for everything you know what i'm saying and you know his son came and you know we just kind of sat outside the whole time it's servants like like would you guys need anything else like Bringing us food, bringing us tea, bringing us dessert, whatever we want. Cleaning the table. Like, they just sitting chilling. And the servants doing everything. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I'm sitting here in amazement as I'm sipping my tea. Like, my friend was talking to them. And I was talking to them, too. Like, I was engaged. But there was a moment that I was just sitting there staring out into their gorgeous yard. Like, pool. They had a whole guest house. It was like, anytime you guys come to Egypt. Don't stay in the hotel. You guys can come stay in our guest house right there. The guest house is like a regular house. And their nor- their house house was huge. I mean, I I took some pictures of it in video. I got to find it. It's in my Snapchat somewhere. But I wish I could just, like, show y'all. But it was huge. And, like, everything was, like, gold. Like, real gold and expensive. So... When uh, we finished, he he was like, okay, hold on, you guys. Let me call my nephew. I'm going to call my nephew because you guys need somebody to take you guys around because you don't, you don't, you need a tour guide. And he was, he, was, he was right. Like, I learned being in Egypt. Egypt isn't one of those places where you just go there and backpack and just go around. Like, you need a tour guide. There, there are a lot of places that I've been where I just, like, winged it. Went there and, you know, I just, you know, found my own transportation, my own places to stay. I would stay in hostels. I would be walking around and stuff. Egypt isn't one of those places. Like, when we got to the hotel that we were staying in, the guys 
the security guards, there was a gate, like a steel gate that has to go up and down. And it blocks the cars from going into the hotel area. And there were security guards with like rifles that came up to our car and looked through the car before they let us in. Like, and it's it's like that everywhere. Like when you're going into different areas, there are guards with like rifles. Like it's that type of shit going on over there. And it's it's Africa, but it's also connected to the Middle East. So it's a lot of that shit going on out there. So he told us that he was like, Yeah, you guys need a tour guide. Like you don't wanna just be roaming around Egypt by yourself as a tourist and he connected us like he called his nephew and his nephew came and he introduced us and he was like take care of them you know find out what they want to do and you know just show them around make sure they have a good time at Egypt and while they're in Egypt and he basically was just saying like a lot of people he was happy that we were there because a lot of people were afraid to go to Egypt because at the time that was in like 2016 at the time, I think they were like going through some type of war or something like that. And people were scared, like tourists were scared to come to the country because of the war. And of course, me being me, I didn't know nothing that was going on in the news. Apparently, it was in the news and shit. And I didn't know none of that. I didn't know any of that that was going on. I was just like, I want to go to Egypt and I'm not going to fucking go. So all of that to say... I learned that when my spirit tells me to do something, I do it. And when my spirit guides me to do something, my intuition guides me to do something, I fucking do it. I didn't pay attention to the news. I didn't pay attention to my friend that was being negative Nancy. Like, oh, my God, we're in another country. Oh, my God, my God. I didn't pay attention to none of that. I trusted my gut. I trusted what my my spirit was leading me to. My spirit told me to go to Egypt, even though it was happening in the middle of a war. My spirit told me to go with this random guy that I didn't fucking know that I just talked to in the airport. And I had a great experience. Like, they damn near treated us like kings and queens. They were living like kings and queens. And they treated us just like them, like an honorary guest or something. And we got all this free shit. We, the the um, the nephew that was the tour guide, he let, like, he took us all around. He made sure we didn't get gypped because there's a lot of it's a lot of people that are like, you know, hustling and shit, hustling Americans, especially at the pyramids. He got us through all of that shit. Like we were basically taken care of while we were in Egypt and we went there knowing nothing. And that's that's the type of shit. The part of this story, other than the fact that I had an amazing time in Egypt and I actually went to fucking Egypt. The part that I really want to drill into you guys is the spirituality in this trip and how beautiful it was when I followed my intuition. And from that trip, all the other trips, because I've traveled many places around the world, I carry that with me because it's you never know what the fuck is going to happen. You never fucking know. But if your spirit is telling you to go, if your spirit is telling you, or if you feel that intuition, that gut, that whisper, like, go do this, go here, go there, it's going to work out and it's going to work out beautifully. And that's what happened throughout the same throughout the entire trip. And what was interesting. Hold on, coffee, coffee break. Excuse me. What was interesting that 
was that throughout the trip, <laughs> it was funny because I how can I explain this? That vibe of Egypt treating us like kings and queens, it kept going for me. And it went a little different for my friend because she was just so scary and she was just like basically in a, in a space of fear. And I talked about that in one of my podcasts about when you're in a space of fear, certain you attract a certain reality. And when you are in a space of confidence and align with yourself and your spirit, you attract a different type of reality. That really drilled in throughout that trip. So like I told y'all earlier, like my friend was scared, like she wasn't with the shits. And she, you know, her vibe changed once we got into the richness of <laughs> the guy that I met in the airport and like everything that we went through. Um, but throughout the trip, we were doing different things, you know, like we went to the Egyptian Museum. We did a, a cruise on the Nile River and, you know, we went to the pyramids, of course. We went to many, many pyramids. There's so many pyramids in Egypt. Uh, we went through... Uh, we went to the mall in Egypt like you know we went to we did a lot of different things we were only there like seven days and like basically every day we were from sun up to sundown we were doing something we were somewhere doing something exploring something you know learning about Egypt and the crazy thing about it is that the tour guide was with us a lot the nephew he was really cool like he was young he was cool you know just talking shit with us just showing us around and like, you know, getting taxes for us, making sure we get where we need to go and making sure we're paying cheap prices for shit. And my friend was going through it. My friend was going through it. Like when we got to the Nile River to get on the boat, she almost fell. She almost fell in the Nile River. And if you guys know, like there are crocodiles, like huge crocodiles in the Nile River. And she almost fell in that motherfucker. I grabbed her and then the tour the tour guide grabbed me and like pulled both of us up but she if i wouldn't have grabbed her she would have fell in that happened everywhere we went mosquitoes were like attacking her like she got bit so many times like at one point she started crying because she was just like i don't understand why these mosquitoes keep attacking me mind you the mosquitoes weren't bothering me i didn't get bit once the tour guide didn't get bit bit once but she was getting bit like every five minutes. Like they were they were literally attacking her. She almost got hit by a car twice. Like she got out of the taxi cab two different on two separate time two separate times. And a car almost ran into the door where she was at, like two different times. It was so bad, y'all, to the point where the tour guide was like, You got a bad omen. Oh, I, I started laughing, y'all. I I <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck, because he was like I don't understand what's going on with you. You got a bad omen. Because he was with us all, the entire time. And he kept seeing like all the fucked up shit that was happening to her. Meanwhile, everywhere I went, people were so nice to me, y'all. Like, I'm not exaggerating. They were like, are you Egyptian? Is your family from Egypt? Egypt? And I was like, no. They were like, oh, my God, you look Egyptian. You look like you look like us. You look like us. And they were like, they would like bring me free shit. They would... Like, we went to the oil factory where, you know, the, the guy worked at or whatever. They was, like, handing me so many free oils. They was, like, um, serving me and, like, bringing me food. And, like, everywhere we would go, they were, like, I want you to try this. Like, try it. I, I swear, y'all, they treated me like a king. They treated me like a king. I, I lied to you not. They were giving my friend no attention. 
she was getting none of the vibes. Like, I would be like, yeah, get my friend some. Like, I would say stuff like that because, of course, you know, I ain't gonna like, I ain't gonna do her like that. She was getting on my nerves a little bit, but she was my friend, so I, I wasn't trying to just leave her out and let her get no shine. So I was like, you know, introducing her to people that was talking to me and stuff like that. But I was such on a high vibe and like trusting myself throughout the process. And that's what I experienced throughout the trip. It, I literally felt like a king. It felt like I was a prince from another country and I went into the I went into Egypt and they knew that I was a prince and they wanted to like make a good impression on me or some shit. Like dead ass. That's how I felt. Meanwhile, my friend, she was going through it. She was like a lot. It's like she had bad luck. Like everything bad kept happening to her. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. And then when the guy was like, you got a bad omen. We need to take you somewhere to get a lucky charm. Like he really did say that. And, you know, we went a few places and got some jewelry done for us, like in real gold. Like they made some gold jewelry for us. For us, I got my aunt made like they made my aunt from like glass metal. I mean, gold sheets or whatever. And they like cut it and everything It was like 18 karat gold. It was really dope. And my friend had to get her a lucky charm. Like she had to get a lucky scare of me because the tour guy was like, I suggest that you get something that's going to give you some luck here because you're having bad luck and you have bad omens. Like, he kept saying she got bad omens. That shit was funny as fuck. <coughs> and the trip went great. I had such, well, at least for me, I had such a good time and I learned so much, especially in the um, Egyptian Museum. They had all of the artifacts, like from King Tut's uh, tomb. They had all the different tombs from the different kings and the pharaohs that were in the um, pyramids. They took us to one of the first pyramids made. Uh, Saqqara was like one of the first pyramids in Egypt, not in the world, but in Egypt. And they took us down in the pyramid and we meditated in the king. I, I forgot the name of the king that was the, uh, that was in the tomb. Of course, they took him out. But they left his... <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> they left his... Uh, what do you call it? It's not a coffin. It's called something else. But it had, like, all the writings and stuff or whatever. They actually let us go inside of the... Is it the sarcophagus? Sarcophagus? I don't know. I can't remember the name of that shit. But anyway, it's basically... An Egyptian coffin And we got in that shit and meditated And yo that shit was Trippy as fuck like I felt so Much energy that's a whole nother Podcast But we went in that pyramid We didn't go, get to go into the pyramids Of Giza the huge Pyramids that everybody knows about the three huge Pyramids that everybody knows about We went there like we went around it And we climbed it a little bit but we didn't get a Chance to go inside because it was just So booked it was like booked out for weeks and not only that, you have to go to, um, you have to go to like one of the, they're not called shamans there. They're called whatever they're called. They're some kind of like spiritual leaders or some shit. And you have to get permission to go in. And it's like a list. You have to get on that list to go inside the pyramids because that's one of the first things I wanted to do was go inside the pyramids of Giza and meditate. 
But of course, because I didn't plan anything, they were like booked out for weeks, so I didn't get a chance to go there. But we did go to we did get to go to a few different other pyramids and like go on the inside of them and go down into the tombs and like see all of the hieroglyphs and look at all this. I think it's called sarcophagus. I can't remember right now, but. It was it was just really dope. It was a really really dope experience. You could and all of everything was very black. Like you know, it was just crazy to see all of the hieroglyphs and how they were basically black people. Like they had dreads, their hair was curly, the way their hieroglyphs were made. A lot of them you could see where they were like whitewashed. You could see where they were like scraped off. Somebody like scraped them off, scraped the black off of them so that they would be like lighter skins or white looking but in a lot of the older pyramids that were are not as known they were black like they were dark-skinned people like the way they drew them they were dark-skinned people you could see the skin color and everything and it was it felt very empowering to see that like yo this egypt 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 that i've read about and saw on tv and all these mythologies and Things that were all over the world about this place came from my ancestors, basically. <clears throat> and that was like really, really empowering for me to see. Like that was one of the things that kind of made me really connect to my blackness, you know, really, really feel that like, yo, you came from this shit. Your ancestors came from this shit that created greatness you know so it was really it was really really empowering on a side trip on a side note it was really empowering to see those things and those pyramids man like they're huge like one block one block like one brick is blake is basically like a block on a street like they're huge and I was just sitting there staring at them like, there's no way. Like, I was really sitting there staring like, yo, aliens had to do this. Like, some kind of extraterrestrial thing had to do this. There, there's no way a man can build this. Like, the, the blocks were so big and they went up so high. I don't know. You just got to go there to see them. Like, we, we looked like ants on the blocks. Like, you had to climb these shits. You had to climb to get up. Like, it was, like, legit a hike up a mountain or some shit. And, of course, they carved, like, little indents so that you can kind of step up the bricks. But one brick was, like, so many steps. You know what I mean? Like, if there were no indents to, like, walk on the bricks, I don't know how they climbed up them shits. Anyway, it definitely made me question reality. But, <clears throat> basically, my whole reason for this podcast and talking about my trip to Egypt is connection to your intuition. Your intuition is connected to everything spiritual, you know, like it's connected to the spirits that are around you. Like they speak to you through your intuition, through signs, because I could feel when I was talking to the guy in the airport, even though in my head, I initially was annoyed. Because I'm like, why the fuck is this guy sitting beside me? He can sit in all these seats. There's all these empty seats around here. And he's sitting beside me like, what the fuck? Why is he talking to me? Like, I was I was annoyed. I was like, Ugh. 
But once we started engaging, like I felt a really good vibe about him. Like my intuition was like, you know, this is a good person. Cause had I felt differently about that, I would have never, I would have never went with him. Like I'm not crazy, y'all. Like I'm very adventurous. I'm a free spirit. You know, I do a lot of things that people would be like, whoa, like you kind of, you kind of crazy for doing that. I'll admit that. But I'm here and I'm sane and I'm together even through all of the crazy shit that I've done because I listen to my intuition. Basically, I listen to my spirit. I listen to that higher part of myself that tells me when things are fucked up or not. And one thing, even I would say like when I started getting into my spirituality, that that's I've always been connected to my intuition. Like my brother, my younger brother, like he's three years younger than me. My older brother is 12 years younger, older than me. My younger sister is 10 years younger than me. So, you know, there's a gap there. But like my younger brother, he's three years younger than me. So we were like always together. We were basically like twins. But one thing that he could definitely tell you, and he always tells people this, if I say I got a bad vibe about somebody or I got a good vibe about somebody, he's just like, yeah, trust Justin because his vibes are always on point. And that's true. That's true. Because... Anytime I, even when I was younger, I remember saying stuff like, oh, I got a bad vibe. And then something would happen, like somebody would get in a car accident or like something would catch on fire or like somebody would, you know, get in a fight or some shit. Like I would always be like, I got a bad, bad vibe. And then lo and behold, after that, something crazy would happen. So that energy that like those spirits were always there with me, you know, in my intuition, speaking to me through my intuition but as I got into more, and I didn't know what it was. This is before I knew anything about vibes or vibrations or frequency. I didn't know nothing about that shit when I was, you know, 13 and 14 years old. <clears throat> but I just used to say that I got a bad vibe. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know what a vibe was. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. But I just used to say that, like, I got a bad vibe. And then something would happen. Or I got a good vibe. And about this place and then I would stay there or continue on for my trip and I like <clears throat> I used that on this trip and this is that probably was the first trip um, the first time of me going out of the country where I really trusted I had no choice but to trust my intuition but it was too many too many factors too many different factors to where if I tried to go by the book it just wouldn't work for me that's why I'm not really a big planner. If I'm going out of the country, I'm not a big planner. I just like to go out the flow. Basically, going with what my intuition and my spirit team tells me to do. Because every time I do that, everything works out so perfect. And I would say, like, over here in the States, because everything's so structured, everything's so 9 to 5, everything's so be on time, do it, do, do, do it this way, do it like this, blah, 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 blah. It's a little... And distracting, it's a little challenging sometimes, I would say as a whole, for us to continue to listen to our intuition, continue to trust our intuition, because it's just so much stuff coming at you left and right, whether it's social media or whether it's people, you know, in their fears and the news and all this shit hitting you left and right. It's just like, do I trust that or do I trust my intuition? I don't even know if that's my intuition. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot going on there. So 
when I go, I learn that when I'm out of the country or when I travel to different countries or different cultures, everything's so different, you know, that I don't have the luxury of relying on what's normal to me, what's normal in the States, because what's normal to the States is different from what's normal in a different country. So everything's so different. I can't sit there and calculate where I got to do it this way because normally it goes this way. No, you're in a whole nother culture, a whole nother country where they do shit totally different. So when I'm out of the country and I'm in another country, all I, all I have is to trust my intuition. And what I noticed with my friend at the time and a lot of people that I've traveled with, they take their American mindset to another country. And that doesn't work because you don't know who you're going to offend you know, you don't know what their culture is. You don't know how they do things. Like over there, they drive on the other side of the road. You can't take your I drive on the right on the right side of the road to a country that drive on the left side of the road. And I mean that literally and figuratively. Like you can't go there with the same mindset. And I learned that on my trip to Egypt. <clears throat> and it was just natural for me to go with the flow or go with what I felt was true for me. And because I did that, everything worked out better than perfect. I didn't expect to meet somebody in Egypt that was wealthy, not rich, but wealthy, like generationally wealthy. And for them to treat us the way they did, like basically we spent so like we spent a lot less money than we would have had we been on our own because of them you know so and it was because of that because of me following my intuition and my spiritual guidance that all of that happened because had I tried to plan it or had I listened to my friend or had I thought about it too much it, I, it probably would have went worse you know in a worse way so I guess I'm saying all of that, and I told that long ass story with all those details to say, follow your intuition. There's a higher part of you that is in your gut. You feel it in your gut and you feel it in your heart. Like, this feels right. And go with that. And not only does it feel right, also the signs. You know, I got a lot of signs there. Because when I was talking to that guy, I'm also very observant and aware. So while we were having a conversation, I was looking around and I looked at him and I saw that peacock shirt and I always pay attention to the signs. And I knew that peacock at that time meant good for me. It meant that you need to go that way. Basically, it was a sign like go this way, go in this direction. So when he was inviting us, like, I'll take care of you. Come with me. I'll take you to the hotel or whatever, whatever. I was like, OK, let's go. Because I saw the signs. That's, that's what spirituality is to me. That's what magic is to me. That's something that's higher and smarter and more connected to the all is constantly guiding you externally. Like that shit is crazy to me, you know? It's not about one thing I had to learn from my Christianity background, or at least my religious, I would say religious background, because I, from what I learned growing up in the church, it wasn't even really what Christianity is. That's another podcast. But it's not just 
because this is what I thought. It's not just praying to a God that's in a sky that's in the sky and judging you at every second, making sure you're not doing the wrong thing. Because if you do the wrong thing, you're going to get struck down and go to hell. You know, that's what I thought. But as I stepped into my spirituality, I realized that spirit or spirituality or God or the universe or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, it's this force that's intelligent and it's or an energy or a vibration, a vibe that it can see things that you can't see. It's connected to the all. One of the analogies that one of my spiritual teachers talked about is a bird's eye view. It's like a bird flying in the sky. And I may have made this analogy. I may have talked about this before, but it's like a hawk flying in the sky. And it's like they're so high in the air. And if you're at your house and you're driving to someone else's house that's like 30 minutes away, you don't know if there's, well, I mean, you can see on GPS now, but Taking that out of the equation, you don't know if there's an accident. You don't know if there's a roadblock. You don't know if you're going to go there. You don't know what the fuck will happen between your house and your friend's house. If you're going to your friend's house 30 minutes away. The bird can see your house and your friend's house and what's going on in the middle at the same time because it's at a higher place. It can see everything that's going on. So it's like, okay, you can go this way to take a shortcut. Or there's about to be an accident over here. Make this left real quick. You know, shit like that. That's like the analogy that one of my spiritual teachers made that made sense for me. It's like, that's what God is. That's what spirit is. It can see everything that's going to happen, everything that has happened. It can see everything. So it's it's constantly guiding you and leading you to the place that's best for you. And I experienced that, like, I guess, heavily the most and the biggest and most prevalent in my trip to Egypt because I followed every sign that spirit was giving me. And that is what led me into the great experience that I had. I know that for a fact. So... I just went on a rant, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm just, I'm delivering the message. Like, that shit is real. Like, you have to look at spirit, or I had to. I can only speak for myself. You have to look at spirit in a higher view, in a different view than what we've been taught from a religious level. It's not something outside of you that you pray to. It's something that you have inside of you that's connected to everything and it's telling you every moment, every second what to do. And whether you listen to that shit or not is up to you. My friend wasn't listening to it. She was very much so off her higher self. And she's, I'm not like coming down on her and saying she's a bad person. She's very spiritual. You know, she's a very spiritual person. She the one introduced me into meditation. And meditation is really how I got into this shit for real, for real. But she was, and that may have been a triggering, triggering situation for her, but she was more fearful she was in her fearful state she wasn't listening to her spirit she was listening to fearful thoughts in her head and i didn't feed into that i kept listening to my spirit you know so that's kind of like the duality of the situation you can either listen to your spirit or you can listen to your fears you know so long story short when we ended that trip 
we ended up not being friends anymore. And I haven't talked to her since because not only was that trip showing me how strong my intuition was, but it also showed me who she was to me at the time. Like we met for a reason. We were both very beneficial in each other's lives. She was beneficial to me in a way that she introduced me into meditation into a different perspective of spirituality that just like opened up so many doors for me. And once I got a grasp of it, it was just like, okay, you, we are not supposed to be friends anymore. Because even that trip was kind of like, we were already on our way out. Like we weren't on the same level anymore. We wasn't vibing the same anymore. We were starting to go different direction in each other's lives, but we were still trying to hold on to that friendship because we had been through so much together. And that trip was kind of like, oh, us coming back together to try to like rekindle that friendship. And it just ended up being bad. You know, not only did were those experiences, you know, that she was having bad luck on a personal level, but we kind of got into a, a few arguments there, you know, not only when we first got there and she was just like no I'm not going with this random person but we got into a lot of other arguments while we were there and we got into a big argument when we got back to the states so it basically was showing me like look y'all had y'all time together people are in your life for a reason in the season the season with her is over so it was just so much that happened on that trip on a spiritual level that was just like letting me know what's going on in my life what I needed to do to move forward and, you know, it was just very much so spiritually led. And that I carried that with me throughout my spiritual journey because it's just like, regardless of whatever's going on, you have a connection to yourself that's always letting you know, go here, go there. It's very subtle, but and you have to be aware, you have to pay attention. So that's why I like the distractions that we got so much, so many distractions these days, especially in America that kind of stray you away from that because i mean and it happens to me i'm not i'm not always listening to my spirit that's why i didn't i didn't really judge her for what she was going through because i there's some things that i don't listen to my spirit you know what i'm saying some things i'm in my fears about that's a part of the journey is working through those fears i don't i don't know because i don't talk to her anymore but if she's still on her spiritual journey like she was before i'm sure she went home and thought about everything that was fearful to her on that trip and why it was so fearful fear, fearful to her. And she elevated past that. And she probably is going on trips, enjoying herself and listening to her spirit. You know, that's what this shit is all about. It's about listening to those fears and following your intuition. And if it's a situation where you can't follow your intuition and your fears are coming forth more, you got to reevaluate that. That's what we call shadow work. You got to listen, look inside of yourself to find out, well, why did I not listen to my intuition on this situation? Why did I listen to my fears? And then, you know, meditate on that, reflect on that and find out why, why that's there. And then once you figure out why, you can be like, OK, that's why, because this happened in my childhood and I'm not that little child that's in you know, a victim mode anymore. I'm an adult and I can look at this in a different way. And then you elevate. So anyway, I'm already at 59 minutes. You know, I try to keep this around the 40, 50 minute mark. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. 
I but I also had I had to give y'all a lot of shit because you know I've been gone for a couple of weeks and I had to make sure I give y'all the shit on the I just be podcast. Again, I appreciate y'all for um, listening in, tuning in. Definitely gonna try to get to y'all again next week. Give y'all some more content. It's so much fucking shit I can talk about on this journey that I've been on and that I continue to experience. So again, reach out to us, connect to us on Instagram, connect to us um, through email. I just be for twelve gmail My Instagram j underscore brandon one. Um, I'll put the link down in the description to this uh, Zoe Essentials, the Spirit Zula. If y'all want to check out her herbs, for sure, she's a good, good place to get herbs and things like that to elevate your vibration, to connect you with spirit, and heal your body. Which is another podcast, you know, we'll get into that at another time. But anyway, on that note, I'm going to be out. I appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. Y'all have a good week. Vibrate high. Continue to be just just be yourself. And I will catch y'all on the next podcast. Peace.